Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA private level and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today we bring you another special guest. His name is Rafael Elvas, and he's the founder of Unicargo, which is basically one of the leading companies in the space when it comes to freight forwarding and international shipping. And for me, it's a pleasure to have Rafael today because I know he has extensive knowledge when it comes to this topic when it comes to international shipping, freight forwarding, and so on. And today we're going to be talking about what is happening in the space when it comes to freight forward, some of the tips you should be considering when going with a freight forward, and maybe much more when it comes to, you know, how you can be strategies to be very cost-effective as well. So, Rafael, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. How are you doing, my friend? Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thank you yeah. very much for having me, Vincenzo, and looking forward. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, we met for the first time actually over a, one month ago in Tel Aviv for um, the Scale for Retail. Yeah, which it was an amazing event, right? Uh, a lot of people I didn't expect to see well, that many people. To be honest, <laughs> it actually was it, it actually was the biggest Amazon event in Israel uh, so far. You know, yeah. international people from all over the world came, and it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, gave us the opportunity to meet face to face with people from the industry. A lot of people from Europe came, people from the yeah. US came, all of the biggest sellers in Israel. In Israel, there's a very big uh, Amazon seller scene and community. Yeah. So all the big guys came, you know, good friends, yeah. people we've been working with for seven, eight years now. So it's beautiful. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember when I was talking with Joel uh, from Fortunate to go to the event and then be one of the MCs and then going on, on the day of the event and seeing the amount of people. Oh my God, I got so nervous because yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest events I told you I have seen in the space. Even to, to date, this year, I've been trying to a lot of events. So I think they did an amazing job. And yes, I was really excited to meet, you know, so many entrepreneurs and there was a lot of drive for in terms of, uh, you know, exploring opportunities internationally. So uh, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. So looking forward to go back next year. Now, let's get started with you, Rafael. You have a very interesting background. You've been doing this for, as I can see from LinkedIn, over seven years now. So I'm pretty sure you, you, you've been yeah. seeing a lot of things in the space. So, you know, tell me a little bit about your background in terms of, how you got started and uh, what made you uh, uh, get started with Unicargo in the first place, yeah? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you about my background, how I started, and yeah. then we can start, you know, jumping in uh, to talk about Unicargo and what we built here. Um, so basically, I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was um, 21, 22. In Israel, it's mandatory to go to the army service when you turn 18. Mm -hmm. uh, men go for three years, and it's very... It's a, it's a common tradition that after you really, you get off the army for three years, you go overseas, you go traveling mm -hmm. for a long time. It's very, very common for Israeli uh, guys, girls, everybody does it usually. 
So I went to Australia, yeah, and I ended up staying for four years in Australia. I started wow. as a trip and I and I stayed there. Uh, I came into I started doing business there. I started. That's where I first encountered importing private labeling. So I was doing private. La I was doing my own brand uh, from Alibaba. I'm talking to you. This was twenty. 2006, I got off. I'm talking about 2008. Wow. wow. 15 years ago, I, I, I built a brand of head straighteners and head yeah. extensions. We actually had shops in shopping malls. So we imported okay. everything from China. I got to get, I, I started to get to you know Alibaba. Yeah. They were actually starting out with their uh, global uh, uh, B2B website for suppliers. And that's where I started you know, touching international trade. I got back after I've still the business. I got back after a couple of years to Israel and I was in a junction. I said, all right, what, what should I do next? And I start asked myself, what would I do if I had all the money in the world? If I had if money was <laughs> an issue, what would I do tomorrow? Yeah, and the, that's a good question. Yeah, that's the, the first answer that came to my mind is, I, hey, I really love dealing with international trade, importing, moving stuff around. So I said, right, let's go and work for a freight forwarding company to understand the business from within. So I spent some years working with freight forwarding companies, become a manager, you know, and being an entrepreneur, you always, you know, when, when you go work for a company, you are progressing very, very fast because entrepreneurial thing differently right they are yeah. pioneers they are leaders they are they are basically generating they are creating value so i got into a manager uh, position and and that's where i found out about amazon about amazon sellers about the whole amazon space and this was around 2014 and i realized that there is a huge 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 hole or a gap in how traditional freight forwarding company looked at e-commerce entrepreneurs, right? Not only Amazon sellers, but, you know, eBay traders, uh, yeah. people who sell online, physical products online. Uh, these usually were younger people, a one-man show, it might be a digital nomad, someone who works from his laptop from all over the world. So traditional freight forwarding companies didn't know how to deal with this type of client, didn't know how to find them, didn't know how to talk to them. And that's exactly where I decided I'm going to start a company who focuses mainly on that audience and I started the company I started Unicago in 2015 almost eight years ago wow. and I did the right it was the right move right because yeah. that saying in the past decade in the past 10 years I call it a new market emerged there is a new type of um, uh, economy or yes. there is a new type of businesses that needs to move freight. Before that, again, talking about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was mainly traditional importers, exporters, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a big company, corporation, when mm -hmm. you have a supply chain manager and a logistics manager, people with many years of experience that mm -hmm. work with freight forwarding companies. But now all of a sudden there are all these e-commerce businesses, Amazon sellers especially, that yeah. went on a course, an academy, learned how to source products on Alibaba, how to, you know, how to sell products, how to market products on Amazon, how the PPC worked and the SEO on Amazon worked. Yeah. But they had no clue. They had no clue. They still don't. 
about yeah. logistics, <laughs> you know, how to move freight locally, how to ship products worldwide, how to deal with, you know, you are a UK-based seller. Again, seven years ago, it was a science fiction. How a UK seller <laughs> yeah, moved well, yeah. China to the US, he's based in the UK, he needs to have yeah. his goods in US, he doesn't have an LLC, don't want to open a company, it's just starting out, right? So we figured that out. We we we've solved that problem. We we figured, we we found that the solution that these people need, and we exploded. The company grew very fast. We were one of the first companies who actually specialize in Amazon sales, or put the majority of the focus on Amazon sales in, in our first year. And today we grew the company. We are about a hundred employees here in Israel. Our headquarters are in Israel. We have another. Uh, between 20 to 30 employees in China, in our, in our offices in China, Unicaro, China. Uh, we have our offices in the States um, and we are kind, kind of growing and growing a logistics group of companies. Uh, we started buying trucking companies in the US nice. and warehousing. So we got into everything related, uh, lo- everything logistics related, right? Yeah. Warehousing, trucking, uh, obviously, doing the air freight, the ocean freight, the customs, yeah. and everything, and it's just a huge, huge, huge sector. There is so much to do logistics-wise for an e-commerce business. Uh, it's not only moving the products from A to Z, from factory to marketplace. There are warehousing and distribution and reverse logistics, handling all of these returns and IOR services. Right? You want to open up new marketplaces. Let's say you want to ship to Japan, right? You want to try Amazon Japan or mm-hmm. Amazon um, Dubai or Singapore or Australia, whatever. Most of the sellers doesn't want to start with too much expenses, right? They don't want to open, an L- open a company and, and you know, get a, an accountant in the new market. They want to start shipping something. They want to see that it sells, it picks up, and then they'll do the rest. And that's where more and more logistic services are needed, right? You need someone to act as the import of record. You need someone to guide you on your import compliance. What do you need in order yeah. to import this or that product into Japan or into Australia or into the UK or Canada or whatever? So there is so much that this market demanded. And we were just, you know just doing what what it needs right as an entrepreneur you just fulfill the need you do it properly you make sure you give the best customer service out there and that's i yeah. think one of our core values that i'm i'm a, i'm an extremist about customer service and that's the yeah. dna that's how my managers work and that's how the employees underneath them work and and that's what i made sure that we got to keep, no matter how fast we grow or how big we grow, this personal attention is this taking the sellers hand in hand. If we keep that right, if we do that the best out of everyone, we would succeed. And that actually worked. So that's, you know, in a nutshell, the, the process, the, the, the journey of yeah. how we are. Uh, yeah, so. I love really, it. Really- I- yeah, what a journey. And you know, something that I love about Unicargo and your journey is that actually when you found the Unicargo, it was around the, the corner where 
Amazon FBA was really becoming a thing, if you remember 2014, right. around that area. And, and I think the, the, the advantage that I bet you had with that is, first of all, you grew with the market. So you saw the whole explosion of FBA, you saw all the mistakes, you saw all the things that people were struggling with. And that, of course, was is part of the DNA of your company. But, I, but on top of that, you know, I, I totally agree during that period and still now, people st still don't have a clue about uh, how to deal with, uh, you know, logistics or international <laughs> shipping. Yeah, and you know what? the funny part is that supply chain is is a very big part of. Yeah, I would say business. it's a main bone always. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and again, it, remember, it's not only shipping from A to Z. It's you know distribution and warehousing and river. There, there is so much more than just international shipping, as far as logistics goes for an e-commerce business. Yeah, and on top of that, we. Yeah, and we need to consider international expansion. Like we know nowadays, it's not only selling one country. If you're selling Europe, I mean, how many countries sometimes yeah. you need to ship uh, to? And if you don't have a partner such as Unicargo, I mean, just the compliance and, and, and trying to figure out on your own is it, it, a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so, we've, we've, learned, we've learned that and... You know, I, I was very frustrated with it by at the beginning where the, the thing that the, the sellers would meet Unicago usually when they grow bigger. You know, yeah. when you just start out, you'll look for the cheapest possible option. You'll try to ship with your supplier with whatever Chinese freight forwarder or you'll, you'll, you'll take, I don't know, 10, dif 10 15 different supply vendors, logistics vendors. You'll quote the same thing mm -hmm. from everyone. You'll choose the cheapest price. And at the end of the day, just when you grow a bit and when your business becomes, you know, bigger and your supply chain needs now, you know, you understand how important it is. Only then the sellers would go and look for uh, a more established logistics provider or more than just, you know, a transactional relationship or in just, hey, here's my shipment. Give me a quote and I'll choose the cheapest one and I'll go with that. And every 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 shipment, I'll choose a different freight forwarder. When a seller grows or gets matured within the business, they understand they need to change the way... The added value. Yeah. Yep. And and I think something that you bring to the table, which is something that I like about Unicargo as well, is not only the service itself, but you also bring in technology. You have your own platform and, and basically yeah. a way of enhancing this experience. Maybe you can tell us a little bit of more about what are some of the perks of having a technology such as this? Because, you know, I still know people, they still keep doing everything on spreadsheets manually by email. I don't know how they get, keep doing it like that. And I just want you to know, point out what is the beauty of using technology like the one that you have a unique cargo and what, what are some of the advantages that you get out of that? Yeah. All right. So basically, we spend a lot of time and money yeah. on developing that platform. It's, it's out there. It took us about a year and a half and wow. a lot of money, but it's, it's, it's a working progress. It's, it will never end. You know, I always tell my yeah. manager, CFO, when we sit on budget. And unfortunately, this project, the digital path or the systems, the digital system or the platforms, it's a never ending project because yeah. there are always things you need to add. There are always more modules. There are always that, you know, in order to still to be there, you know, in the front, in the front of the technology, you always keep on you need always to improve it and build it. So basically what it does is give you a full transparency, obviously on all of your shipment, 
right? Mm-hmm. So we built it with modules. We have the quoting module where you can actually submit a quote online mm-hmm. and you'll have all of your quotes organized by status, what is approved, what is waiting, what is denied. Uh, then you have the track and trace model where you see all of your shipments, wherever they are, all the details, all, all very, very organized. You can name your shipment. You can use your own references, so it's easy to look out for. Uh, you can export everything to Excel file or CSV file to run yeah. data and analytics about that. Uh, there are the finance module where you can see all of your invoices sorted by the shipments, by the container. You can pay them. Um, you can manage your uh, statements online. Uh, there is a communication model where you can actually communicate with our team. Nice. Now we are now we are working on become on building this and making sure this is kind of an operation system. So what we are doing now mm-hmm. is we are building a partner module where you set up your suppliers and then you set up your products and then you set us set up your SKUs and landed mm-hmm. cost and everything. So at the end of the day, what we want to do is that you can log in. Right, you have a new shipment, you you choose where it comes out of, like a drop-down menu, you choose a supplier, you choose the SKU that is related to that supplier. We already know the box configuration, like what's the box size, the yeah. weight, and how the unit, because you've already you pre-configured it. So basically within three clicks of a button, suppliers, SKU, and number of units, you we will have everything we need in order to give you a quote, right? Wow. Because we know what what you have already within three clicks, and then yeah. Start automating the process. Now we are also working on the BI side of things, right? Business intelligence. So we can give you, all right, this shipment, uh, you have that total landed cost per product with customs, with everything, because we we are not we are aggregating all the data regarding your supply chain and we want to present it to you. You know, there's a big hole. We we see and we know that a lot of e-commerce businesses they don't really know what's their landed cost. Yeah, they don't know. That. <laughs> they don't know. It. Now add to the mix warehousing, right? Not only shipping, custom. Yeah. I don't know additional charges like exams or, or waiting times with Amazon. Yeah. But you also have warehousing. That queue is not going directly to Amazon. You are not done with it. It goes to a warehouse. Now, the warehouse will issue another set of invoices for storage, for pick and pack, for shipping out, for receiving. And a lot of sellers are getting very, very, it's very complicated for, uh, you know, for a smaller seller or a one-man show mm-hmm. to get all the data and work on all these different data points and understanding its exact landed cost. And that's what we are trying to do on our platform, to give you a visibility about your business, one, let yeah. you manage your business supply chain-wise. Uh, also, we added a module of inventory. So basically, you will be able to see all of your inventory in our warehouses all over the world. We run okay. about six facilities in the U.S. Mm. We have a facility in, nice. in, in we have a facility in India, three warehouses in China, in U.K., in Germany, in uh, Japan. So basically, no matter where you have product with our warehouses, you'll be able to see them on the platform. Right, what came in, what came out, the actual inventory you have in every single warehouse within a, a one format, within the same system, you'll be able to see many different locations. Wow. And what we're going to do is to connect the costs to give the seller an idea of how much that skew on a skew level, how much that unit costed, cost him until it reached its final destination, whether it's Amazon, whether it's your brick and mortar shop, whether it's your distributor whatever 
So yeah. that's that's an ongoing project. It's already running. Love the clients it. are already yeah. using it. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm yeah, I wanted to bring this to the table because I heard good things about it, and and I think it, it's game changer. You know, especially if you have a lot of SKUs, different countries, and and different suppliers. I mean, if you try to do all this manually, which I have seen some mark or clients doing, they're struggling. And this is definitely the next stage into the 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 game changer in terms of how to have a competitive edge against your your other competitors. You know. Yeah. Um, now, another thing I wanted to bring to the table is because I get this question all the time as well. It's like, you know, when it comes to the freight forward space, uh, we also have seen the last couple of years more and more also service providers entering the space. And sometimes, you know, of course, they are the clear uh, leaders in the space, but people still feel confused about how I go about finding the best freight forward for me. Like, what are the factors I should consider? Maybe some advice. And I know you have you've been in the space for a lot a long time, so maybe it, you can give us some insights about how you can find the right freight forward for you. Yeah, this, this is a great question, and I'll I'll start by saying I think there are good providers out there. As you mm -hmm. said, the space has pretty pretty much been filled up. When we started, we were almost the only ones. In the I remember. <laughs> yeah. We we started doing it before Chinese. I know. Did it. Mm -hmm. All the Chinese reporting knew what Amazon is. We we did that. So completely <laughs> blue ocean six, seven, eight years ago, and now there are a lot of different providers doing that. I hear very good things about other providers as well. So I respect my competition. I think competition is good. It's yeah, what of course. Companies to become better and better and better. Push you forward. Yeah. Exactly. Not fall asleep. Right. Yeah. So. How to choose a freight forward? This is a very good question. I think sellers should look at freight forwarders just as you look at the lawyer when you go to a court, when you mm -hmm. have a lawsuit. You look at your lawyer as an integral part of, of your interests, right? He represents your interest. And you need to understand that you need to find a partner that you feel comfortable with, that you know he represents your interest and your interests are growing. Your interests are basically making sure supply chain or shipping or logistic is none of your issues. Mm. Definitely not the issue that would stop you from growing. I'm talking to a lot of different businesses and some of these businesses say it out right out there. Logistics today is one of our, you know, one of the, 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 the keeps us keeps us from growing and that should be the exact opposite. A good mm -hmm. freight forward or a good logistics partner should be the partner that that making sure that logistics is not in your way to grow. That you your growth has nothing to do with logistics now. You can sell as much as you 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 have inventory to sell. Yeah. You always have inventory to sell. How do you get to that? This is now the next question. Okay, how do you get to that? How do you find that partner? Yeah. I think that you should look at the freight forward not on a transactional level. Transactional level means that you only communicate with them when you have an RFQ, when you need to quote a new shipment, and you run a bid. You work, you have 10 different vendors in your pipeline. You send the quote to every one of them, and you choose the cheapest one. And a lot of sellers do that. A lot of sellers do that. What this makes is you are not, you are not able to build a relationship with none of these providers because you work one time with this guy, one time with this Jumping guy. Jumping around. Yeah. You don't have volume within one house. What happens when you have a relationship-based uh, 
uh, a partnership, when you build a relationship, you are now able to talk about payment terms. You'll be granted with credit terms. You know, some of our clients pay net 90, net, net 120. They get 300K, 500K worth of credit line from us because we know they value the partnership. That's, we value that's the history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we support them, but it's not only about the credit line. We have, you know, our the account manager who run the account for the client. He becomes a friend. They meet face to face. They meet on Zoom meetings. They discuss. They mm -hmm. raise challenges together. They consult. Now, again, your freight forty is your consultant. You are not a logistics person. You got to remember that you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. You build the business. You're not a logistics person. There would yeah. be someone out there who knows much better than you. And you mm -hmm. pay this guy. You pay your freight for it. Go on a meeting. Go on yeah. a Zoom call. Discuss. Let them learn your business. The more yeah. we trade for learn about the business, the more we can help you. It's just like you. You go and you do marketing for a company, right? You need to learn the ins and outs of the company. Of course. Right? Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't work with someone who just say, hey, what's your price? You'll give yeah. him a price, all right, and that's it. Do it. You can do yeah. it. <laughs> you need to understand the business. You need to understand what hurts. What is what is their goal? What do you need a better pricing? Do you need things to arrive faster? So the key, and again, going back to your original question, the key to find the right freight, the choose the right freight forer is the one who fits your business the most, the one who is more most available to you, right? You want to yeah. move on from email, schedule a phone call, schedule a Zoom meeting, right? Mm -hmm. See what questions they ask you. See how, see where their interests are. You know, if I ask you about your business or your pain points or what's hurting today or where do you want to be or what's your plan for next year, I'm asking these questions because I want to help you get there. Right. I don't want to focus on. All right. Let's talk about this quote. Why is this? It's got to be it's you got to look at it from a relationship standpoint and not from a transactional standpoint. Okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't benchmark. Right. I always tell my clients, you should benchmark yeah. your client provider. Right. Every once in a while, get that quote that you work with him and send it over to other freight forwarders to make sure you're paying the market price. The fair amount. Right? Yeah. There are no surprises here. There is no way I will give you a quote for a thousand bucks and someone else will give you a quote for the same service for 300 bucks. It doesn't work this way. Freight <laughs> yeah. orders work on a steady margin. You know, we are a service provider. The margin in freight uh, usually works around 10% mm -hmm. from the actual buying cost, from what we buy to what we and sell. And the difference. That, yeah. That would be the range. 10%. So if you see a difference of 50% between different quotes, it's either you're not comparing Apple to Apple. For example, mm -hmm. one freight forwarder gave you a direct transit time or a direct flight, much faster route. And one freight forwarder mm -hmm. gave you a much slower, right? Yeah. And freight forwarder, the slowest the service is, the slower the service is, the cheaper the price will be. The faster you need your product to arrive, the more expensive the price will be. That's the rule of thumb. So yeah. If you see a very big difference, it's either you're not comparing the same service or there is something fishy. Yeah. Either one. Right? So you gotta, as a business owner, I would do that as well. I would benchmark my providers. I would wanna make sure I'm paying, you know, the right market price, the fair value of what I what I need. 
but you want to build a relationship. You want to yeah. build a relationship, it will help your business. It will help you get better prices. Now, mm-hmm. here in our company, at least the account manager, they choose, they do the pricing for their clients. They know where to buy, how to buy from our pricing department. They put on the margins. Now, imagine you become friends with your account manager. He knows you, he loves you. You send him gifts, he sends you gifts. You, you develop a relationship. Yeah. The account, your account, he wouldn't want to fuck you, right? He wouldn't want to of rip course. you off and, and, and you know, and yeah. you live it. Right? Yeah. Account manager works on budgets. They are, they are being, you know, they are presenting budgets on a monthly basis. They need to show growth. They need to show they have good retention level. They have, again, at least in our company, we put a lot of responsibilities on account managers or or business unit managers, where they need yes. to show growth of their accounts. They need to show retention. So it's in, it's their, in their interest not to fuck their clients. They to be yeah. very, very fair with the clients and even sometimes lose money to keep the client happy. It happens yeah. a lot where we there is a delay, the client is super upset and you, <laughs> have to, no, you just have to lose money to keep them happy because they don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's an amazing tip because I, I agree. I think most people see Freight Forward just as a transaction rather than a relationship or a partner. And I think the issue is like when you don't really see it as partners, it, first of all, yes, it's very uh, it's very inefficient even in terms of time because every single time you need to ship, you need to spend time sending quotes around, sending the new dimensions, everything, uh, comparing prices, right? And having a partner that he knows your business can give you advice not only on 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 ways to actually be more efficient with your with your cars which can be in terms of packaging how you load the container things like that but also giving you different options in terms of shipping solutions right than you jumping around like a like a chicken with a head and trying to find the cheapest price and you don't build any value and i see a lot of sellers unfortunately doing that and and you know the issue with that as well is that you do a lot of mistakes because when you keep jumping from provider to provider uh, statistically is more probable that you're going to end up with the wrong one uh, that does a mistake for you or the wrong shipment or whatever and you get screwed over so it's a good yeah. um, insight there now another thing I want to take from you is so we can start concluding today's episode is that what are some of the mistakes or maybe tips that you could provide for people to be more cost effective with their shipment right I, I bet you you have seen a lot of hacks maybe within the company you guys maybe implement or tricks that you do with your manufacturer, et cetera. Maybe it would be nice to, you know, get some of that knowledge out of you and, and all these listeners that are, and, and the one they're watching as well. Like how, what, what is one tip you would give to to be more cost-effective with shipping? Yeah. Well, it, it really relates to the previous tip, you know, of having a an expert, a logistics expert, look at the, your numbers, look at your mm-hmm. business goals and look at your, uh, or, or what you want to achieve and give you the right advice because he'll be able to build it better. Build, build a better lane. Place your 3PL in a more strategic location or a mm-hmm. closer entry port, which is cheaper to, choose, to ship to and faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... There are a lot of things to to be discussed as far yes, as reducing cost. You can you can take. Uh, I've seen people take um, industrial designer to redesign mm-hmm. their packaging, right? Yeah, to, to be more compact. Their, 
to be less volumetric, to, mm -hmm. that you can fit more in a box or more in a shipping container. But okay. A lot of different things to do there. I want to talk about different mistake. I want to talk about a mistake that we see a lot lately. Okay. And we've always seen it, but it, it comes back where there is a lot of new cells coming in. Okay. And that, avoiding that mistake will help you not only save a lot of money, but save your business. Sure. A lot of people are commonly mistaking between marketplace compliance and import compliance. And I'll, okay. I'll explain. Marketplace compliance is you are trying to choose a product to develop or choose a product to launch. And you go to Amazon and you, and you research what you need in order to sell that product on a specific marketplace. Right, for example, for toys, for children products, Amazon will ask you a test report and a CPC. Probably that's it, right? But, and a lot of sellers take that, they have, okay, I have this, I have this, I'm good to go. They go, they manufacture the product and they ship the product. But as a matter of fact, marketplace compliance, which is what I need in order to sell in a marketplace, is very, very different than import compliance. What would customers need? from me mm. in order and a lot of sellers overlook that they were they look at the marketplace of compliance because they are focused on selling and they are not a, a logistics yeah. expert as you mentioned and we see that with supplements with these we see that with medical devices we see mm. that with cosmetics we see that with children products they would do everything they need in order to sell on Amazon. They will be approved on Amazon. They, they will be gated in. Everything will be ready for sale. And at the end of the day, they will ship a product and it will get held by customs, sometimes confiscated, sometimes destroyed. Sometimes they'll have to take it to a warehouse, to a bonded warehouse, and relabel everything because they forgot the label. They forgot to write... Uh, I don't know, their ingredients properly. They forgot mm -hmm. to do a label review for an FDA. So the, the best tip I can give for, for sellers, even advanced sellers, by the way, yeah. is that marketplace compliance is very, very different than import compliance. That's you got to work on marketplace compliance, but you got to work with your freight forwarder to make sure the product you are trying to launch or the product you are about to, to manufacture that you are in compliance with what it needs in order to import, right? And your freight forward, again, that's about partnership. Your freight forward, when you have a partner, you can go on a Zoom call, you can meet with him and say, hey, this is the product, here's my intentions, here's what I have, what do I miss, what do I need? They'll do it for free. They'll do it for free. Compliance mm -hmm. agencies, if you go to a compliance agency, they'll take three, four, five grand just to give you a report of what you need. Your freight forward, if you are a regular client, They'll go above and beyond to give you what you need most most of the time for free. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a tip I had to get out because I've just encountered encountered it myself. And that is a very good tip to to be honest. I think that's even an assumption sometimes I made with products. Sometimes you assume that you are fully approved to sell on, on Amazon specific country and you assume that's also what you need to import. But yeah, sometimes yeah. you could get surprised and get very easy yeah. to compute. Very, very easy to compute. Awesome. Uh, that gave you a world of pain. Yeah. And for money. Sure. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's a man, Rafael. So thank you very much uh, for, um, you know, all the tips and all the insights. I mean, when it comes to freight forwarding, 
there's so many things we can touch on and i'm sure we're gonna yeah. have future episodes to go more in depth I, i want to thank you for your time and before we go you know i want to give you an opportunity so you can tell us how people can reach out i'm pretty sure these people have more technical questions or they want to get uh, on board with unicargo so yeah can you share those details with us yeah So basically, we're pretty active online. You can just Google Unicargo or look it up on social media, Unicargo. You'll reach out directly to our website. Uh, you know, all the CTAs on our website are contact us, get a quote, contact us, get a quote. We love when people talk to us. Uh, you can reach out to me directly over my email. You can see my name is, my email is rafael at unicargo.com. But in any way, in any channel that you'll reach us, you'll reach to us, there will be someone very, very quickly to respond. We awesome. have a full team that we call pre-sales that are these teams especially assigned to be the kind of the, fe the first response, the first response, mm -hmm. right? When somebody puts in his contact detail, they'll, they'll, they'll go on, they'll talk to him, they'll answer questions. Even before a call, they'll just answer, they'll just talk to him. Um, so we're all about talking to our customer. Customers that one. Secondly, we just launched a new uh, supply chain audit. It's a new okay. service that we, we give sellers. It's more for advanced sellers or bigger sellers. Basically, we get you into a supply chain audit. Uh, we give you a questionnaire. We let you ask, we'll, we ask you about 20 questions. You answer them. After that, we go on a call, we go on a meeting with you. We ask questions about your answers. We kind of start analyzing your business, mm -hmm. your number, your costs, what did you pay, what are your routes, why, what do you need to improve, mm. and we give you a report based on that questions, that meeting, and the, the an analysis that we do, we give you a full report on how you can save money, uh, how you can save time, how you can do things better, how you can be more efficient, uh, people love that, uh, it gives a lot of value, and for us, yeah. obviously, Sounds great. Yeah. we say to people, you don't have to work with us, you can keep with <laughs> with your freight forwarder we'll still do the audit for you but obviously a lot of people you know convert and and ask us to do their the, the job as well so for us it's a great uh way to to learn to know new clients and for clients is uh or for amazon so it's a great way to get instant value from experts you know for your business uh for free so i think people would love that Uh, just contact us and ask about the supply chain audit then of course people yeah will... i'm gonna make sure to put that on the notes as well but yes uh, thank you very much for your time rafael it's been a pleasure and uh, looking forward to have you on the next one yeah it's been a pleasure. thank you very much man. see ya bye -bye. Bye -bye. thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it We would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.